Welcome to Life in the Pit, a podcast about the lives and adventures of instrumentalists within the wonderful world of musical theater. And now, here is your host, David Lane. Hello, everyone. I hope all of you are doing well. Our next full episode comes out Friday. My great interview with Daniel Buchan. He's a grad student in New Mexico who is a conductor, keyboardist, and composer, and we have quite a bit to discuss. In the meantime, this is a short bonus episode that I thought might be helpful to some of our listeners. Throughout the podcast, you're going to hear a lot of terms such as vamp, entreact, cut, button, and so many more. If you're fully confident in knowing all of the common terms that get used in a pit, you can probably skip this episode. But if you're not familiar with musical theater, especially from a pit musician's perspective, be sure to check out this episode. Now, these are far from comprehensive, and they are not exclusive to pit musicians. In fact, I don't think I've listed a term that isn't well known to most artistic directors and other people who work in musical musical theater. This is a language you can use and understand regardless of your perspective if you're working on a show. Now, if I've had any good ideas at all with this podcast, it is my decision to include as many people as possible other than myself. So rather than just me reading to you 31 terms and definitions, here is a full cast of my friends to share in those duties. Before we begin... Please remember to subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can follow the show on Instagram or Twitter at Life in the Pit Pod. You can also follow me personally on Facebook or Twitter at David M. Lane Music or Instagram at David Lane Music. Or just go to davidlanemusic.com slash podcast and check out all of my social links at the bottom of the page. And now it's time for Terms for Theater Musicians 101. A line of dialogue or stage direction, such as lights up, that instructs the music director when to begin a selection or how to handle repeats, vamps, and cuts. Repeat. This is when a measure or section of music is played once again, having played for a total of two times or whatever specific number is specified. Vamp. A repeated section that is sometimes already marked often added to allow time for movement or dialogue before going on with the music. This can be a measure or multi-measure section. Vamps differ from repeats in that they are usually repeated more than once and are also optional depending on the speed of what's happening on stage. Safety. This is a measure or short section that might look like a vamp, but its purpose is what the name safety implies just in case. When trying to time the music to dialogue, a safety measure or section is one that can be used just in case the actor needs more time to get in some lines or do a certain action, but it also might be skipped entirely. Jump cut. Often in vamps, you will simply proceed to the next measure during the last time you play a vamp. A jump cut is when you need to go to the next measure following a cue, regardless of what beat you are on during the vamp. Cut. Omitting a section of music 
by jumping from the end of one measure to the beginning of another measure further along in the music. Button, sometimes known as a stinger. This is a slang term directors use to describe the type of ending where the final note or chord is an accented staccato. Directors will occasionally request such an ending to be added even when it is written. This is usually so that the cast knows exactly when to stop moving at the end of a song. Stage left and stage right. These are the directions from the perspective of the actors as they look out at the audience. Upstage and downstage. Upstage is the half of the stage furthest from the audience. Downstage is the half that is closest. Piano conductor score contains vocals and a piano reduction of the accompaniment, often with cues for other instruments. This should be used by the accompanist and music director. Vocal score, a book of vocal parts only for the actors. As a music director, it's important to remember in rehearsal that you communicate by measure numbers, not page numbers, as the latter will probably not add up. Script or libretto. A book containing all of the dialogue and lyrics, and usually does not contain the written music. A music director needs a copy to be aware of cue lines and pacing between songs. Underscore. A section of instrumental music that accompanies a scene. Segway or ataka. Going on to the next song or underscore without a pause. Tacit. A word printed in the score that tells a musician that their instrument does not have a part to play for a particular song or underscore. Playoff. Sometimes written or added as a repeat of earlier material to cover scene change. The major divisions of a musical. The vast majority of musicals have one or two acts. Two-act shows are usually separated by an intermission. Scenes. Divisions within an act. Each scene is usually divided by a set change, which is usually accompanied by music. Overture. The music that begins the show and happens before the opening curtain, usually featuring the orchestra only. Act, the music that follows intermission before the action continues in Act 2. Bows music. This is the music that accompanies the company bows at the end of the production. There's usually a written composition labeled as such, but often a director will ask for something else, such as a instrumental reprise of an earlier selection. Exit music. Music played if the director desires as the audience begins to leave following the conclusion of the production. Leads. Cast members who have major roles with featured solos will often only be asked to sing and act the part of their character. Ensemble. Cast members who form the chorus and background singers of a production. Often they may have minor characters as well as multiple roles that are short solos throughout the show. Load in. The time when set pieces, music stands, and anything else for the production are brought into the performance venue. Curtain. Besides the literal object that divides the stage from the audience, it refers to the starting point of the action of the show. Strike. Removing set pieces, music stands, etc. from the performance venue at the conclusion of the production. Tracks. 
Short for performance tracks. This describes pre-recorded music that accompanies the performances when no budget for live musicians has been allotted. Callbacks. A section after general auditions where actors who showed promise for lead roles are given specific song and reading tests before being cast. Production meeting, where production team members, including music directors, discuss aspects of the upcoming production. Tech week, also known as Hell Week. This is the final week that leads up to opening night. It's when the lights, sound elements, costumes, and the orchestra are all added in. It's also the week when people are most likely to cry. I hope this helps with some of the terms that you'd not only hear quite often within musical theater, but also the terms that you'll hear on this podcast. If you ever feel like you need a refresher, just come back to this episode for reference. Are there important terms that I missed? You can comment by going to davidlanemusic.com slash podcast and clicking on the contact section or directly on this episode at the Podbean app. I want to thank all of my guest presenters during this episode in the order of their appearance. Cherie Devon is an actress in Los Angeles. Sterling Grizzard is an architect and supporter of local artists. Mike Burke, a film and stage actor, director, and voiceover artist. Neil Shepard, stage actor and one of the founding members of Lexington Live Community Theater in Lexington, North Carolina. Denise Johnson, an equity actor, choreographer, director, and teacher. Trace Schof, a guitarist and store manager for Mitchell's Piano Gallery in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Samantha Absher, marketing professional and stage actress. Elizabeth Mosher, who plays piano and flute as well as teaches privately. Craig Ryerson, a sales technology integration manager. Sarah Gronick, a stage actress, and registered nurse. Anna Hartle, a stage actress and rising senior at Reagan High School in Pufftown, North Carolina. Randy Pulliam, a stage actor and owner of Chohan Video Services. Kate Hicks, a help desk analyst, a fellow film buff, and supporter of the arts. Brad Bass, a former Broadway actor and writer, happens to be one of my two partners on the musical, The Collins Boy. Juliet Matthews, stage actress, vocalist, studying for a career in speech pathology and audiology. Kirby Karaspoti, an actress, writer, and retired teacher. Macon Shirley, an actor, keyboardist, music director, and computer programmer. Charlie Thompson, retired band director and experienced pit musician of clarinet, saxophone, and flute. Beth Cox, who was our featured guest from episode four. Dan Beckman and Aaron Dirth. The artistic and executive directors for Spring Theater in Winston-Salem and members of the international performance group called Letters from Home. Ruthie Tudoro, retired theater teacher and professional actress. 80s horror film fans may know her as the lead actress from The Mutilator. Michelle Gronick, actress and physical therapist. Mark Wallach, actor, trumpet player, and craftsman of set pieces. And Louisa Matthews, realtor and stage mom. 
Thanks to all of these wonderful readers. Stay tuned for episode five this Friday as I talk to Daniel Buchan about being a conductor, composer, and a keyboardist. As always, thanks to Mark Parolo for the cover art and to Bill Cisna for reading the intro to this podcast. All music was composed and performed by David Lane. Follow the podcast on Apple or Podbean on Life in the Pit Pod at Instagram or Twitter, or follow myself by going to davidlanemusic.com slash podcast and clicking any of the social buttons. Thank you for listening.